what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome back to My Dad Watches The Bachelor. I'm Meredith, and I'm here with my co-host, my dad. Good morning, Meredith. Good morning. How are you? Um, I'm doing okay. Another <laughs> interesting episode of The Bachelor last night. Yeah, um, it was not my favorite. I think I officially do not like Matt and do not enjoy this season. I'm quite ready for it to be done and to move on to a Bachelorette season. You know, the women the women leads are just so much better than the male leads. So I'm I'm ready to call it on this one. This is DOA. Well, I, I, I thought Matt had a few bright moments uh, last night, but yeah, you know, I've throughout the show I've not been a big fan of his. I've I've just never felt that he was totally invested in this uh, uh, process and really ready to get married. But I, I I thought he had a few bright moments last night. Okay, well before we get started, I think we need to address something more serious that has occurred in Bachelor Nation. So last week, Chris Harrison did an interview with Rachel Lindsay, um, our first black bachelorette. I know you didn't watch that season, but I'm sure many of our listeners did, as did I. And it was on Extra TV, and they discussed the controversy around our current contestant, Rachel Kirkconnell. And like all the racist actions that have surfaced around her, for example, you know, she's liked pictures of Confederate flags on Instagram and attended an old South party in college in 2018. And I think it's easy to say that Chris Harrison did not say the right things during the interview. Um, he actually said all the wrong things and he didn't come across as open minded or understanding of what people of, of color have experienced. And I don't think we need to get too far into it, but I think we as individuals do not condone Chris Harrison's words or sentiments. And I think that he has a lot of learning and growing to do. Well, I, I, I think that's well said. And uh, you, you sent me a link to... The podcast that I guess, or, or, or uh, Rachel Lindsay's podcast, where she had uh, at least part of that interview, which I, I did listen to, and, and uh, you know, best case scenario, uh, Chris Harrison was was tone deaf, but uh, that that's that's probably being kinder than he deserves. He he said some things that uh, you know were were inappropriate. You know, I. I I think that Chris Harrison probably sees himself as sort of this fatherly protector figure for a lot of the people on the show. And that might've been his knee jerk reaction. Uh, but, uh, you know, he, he sort of missed the big picture uh, by, by, by trying to uh, not, not take some of those actions as seriously as they needed to be taken. Yeah, I agree. Um, there have been speculations now that Rachel is going to win Matt's season because of how hardly Chris Harrison protected or Yeah, she was protecting her so much that usually Chris and the show don't do that to contestants that aren't important. So that that's the speculation yeah. now. 
if you want to see any apologies, both Chris Harrison and Rachel Kirkinell have apologized on their Instagrams. Um, and I think it's a good step forward for both of them. But since we are not people of color, it is not our apology to accept. So. Well, and, and we know we know at this point Chris Harrison will not be on the after the final uh, rose the post after the final rose episode and is is taking some time away. Um, you know, one, as as our listeners know, they can send us uh, questions at my dad watches the bachelor at gmail dot com or hit us up on our Instagram page and and we did get a cre- question from. Deborah in Florida on whether Chris Harrison has been impeached yet. And, you know, I, my answer to that would be, I think he has been impeached, but I don't think he's been convicted. You know, so I, I, I do think that uh, I think he will be rehabilitated and I think eventually he will return to the, um, to the program. What do you think? I think that if there's anything the past few years have taught us, it's that, um, Old white men do not get convicted. <laughs> well, so do you think he'll eventually be back on the program? Yeah, I would be surprised if he's not going to be the host of The Bachelorette next season. Um, I don't see them throw kicking him to the curb anytime soon, but I think it's good that He's taking some time away. I'm very curious to see how they do after the final rose, see who um, is going to host that, and and we'll see what they have up their sleeve. But, I mean, uh, as we saw with uh, Tasha's season, um, episodes without Chris Harrison are a little weird. So when JoJo was our host, um, I mean, she did a fine job, but it's like Chris Harrison is a staple of the – franchise and there have been many people that have said they don't think the show will go on once Chris Harrison stops. So I'm curious to see what happens moving forward. Well, it's, it's, it's really difficult to find those math wizards that can come in and say, ladies, only one rose left. He's good at counting. You know, and uh, if you don't get it, you're going to have to leave. So that's, those are big shoes to fill. I, you know, I've, Found Chris Harrison amusing uh, on the show, but obviously things that he said were not amusing. And, and uh, uh, you know, I, I hope he can get things together and I hope the show can get things together and move forward. So, so we've I said agree. that. Okay. We, so we talk about the episode and highlights and lowlights yes, and other okay. stuff. Let's get back to our usual programming. I don't have much to much good things to say. I um I try to be optimistic or at least a realist and I think I'm going to be pessimistic today since I am over this season. Um my highs I was really pulling at strings here last night and I really I didn't really get them to like the last quarter of the episode. Um, I enjoyed Matt's facial express- expressions when Jacinia was driving and when they were, you know, drifting and he, he just looked terrified. Yeah. Well, I, I like the drifting and either Matt is, Matt is a really crappy driver because he seemed to be running into all sorts of stuff or, you know, he was intentionally trying to destroy the car and, and, um, uh, you know, have, have a good time with that. But, 
to me, that sort of looked like fun. You know, they, they were both screaming and, and, and hollering and, um, you know, I, and, and when, when they said that this guy was a professional drifter, I sort of did a double take. I assumed they meant professional driver. I didn't realize that there was such a thing as professional drifting. So, you know, which apparently is when you, you know, you're burning rubber and spinning around and, and doing that. Apparently that's drifting. I did not know that. Yeah, to me, a professional drifter sounds more like a homeless person. I agree. I agree. That's, yeah. uh, that's why I did the double take there. I said, is this guy like uh, got a bottle or something with him or what's going on here? Well, I um, I was not a big fan of the date. You know, I I can drive a car very competently, I think, um, but I don't want to be drifting or doing anything crazy or going too fast or feeling whiplash or having to wear a helmet in my car. Um, I think I'm a bit too risk averse for that kind of date. And I was also concerned because we saw how well Matt handled Bree's ATV date. And I was like, oh, is he going to flip the car? Like he flipped the ATV. So I, I would not. It's, hard, it's harder to, to flip be, a car. I would not have wanted to be just saying. It's, it's harder to flip. I, yeah, it's, uh, harder, it's, to it's harder to flip a car. But. And, and uh, from, from a dad perspective, it makes me happy that uh, you're, you know, staying within the speed limits and driving uh, competently. That, uh, that makes dads very happy. So uh, that, that's, that's good news. Oh, good. I'm just, just trying to make you proud here at uh, 915. Making me proud. That's great. Okay. My, my only other high was the fun scenes we got at the end of the episode of seeing how goofy Michelle is. You know, we got to see her getting her back cracked during um, a cocktail party. And, you know, she she paused in the middle of a toast because she wanted to make sure her arms looked good for the camera and did some push-ups right there in her dress in front of everyone. You know, that's what I want to see on The Bachelor. You know, that literally came out of left field for me. I was like, I had no idea Michelle had this type of personality. Makes me like her so much more. Well, and, and just seeing that glimpse, you know, you know, Matt's Matt's a pretty athletic guy, former football player and everything. And it just sort of, it, you know, maybe they throw those crumbs out there to send us in, in the wrong direction. But it made me think she's she's probably the best match for him based on the people that are left there. I, I just it just struck me as they might uh, she might be the winner. I don't know. You know, she's athletic. She seems she seems a little taller than the other women. She seems to be a good physical fit with him. I don't know. And, and, and she seems fun and goofy. Yeah. I, I, she's, she seems very enjoyable that I remember the one-on-one date they had seemed to be very good. So I, I, I took note of that as well. So that was, that was fun. I would be happy if Michelle won. She seems like a cool girl. She could probably do way better than Matt though. Well, and, and you and I would both be off the hook since she wasn't one of the original uh, bachelor girls that we had to choose from. So we could we could say, hey, that's why we didn't get it right in the end. We, we did both officially get 25 percent of the t- top four rights. We both picked Brie. So this is correct. This good is correct. for us. All right. So, what are your highs? So to me, an obvious high was, you know, Matt James sending home Heather the the blonde girl that shows up out of nowhere and you know hops in, um, and I su- you know surprisingly to me I thought he handled that very well and 
and recognize that, hey, I've been with these other girls for four weeks, six weeks, however it is. It's really not fair for you uh, just to hop in here and and uh, uh, start from scratch. And he escorted her out. So I, and, and obviously the other ladies thought that was a great move, uh, too. They were all ready to jump him right after that and thought it was the greatest thing they'd ever seen. So so I thought that that was very good. That's fair. Mm-hmm. I I guess that was good. I I think maybe Matt was smarter than I gave him credit for. I think he realized that if he kept Heather around, he was about to experience the biggest bitch tornado this world has ever seen. Other high I had was, uh, you know, and again to my surprise, uh, Kit. You know the way that uh, when she got uh, with Matt and said, "By the way, here's what I'm wanting." You know, I want. You know, you know, I need a Mercedes. I need this. I need that. You know, she said, "I'm not having kids until um, 25, 26." You know, just just want to be clear about my expectations. You know, and 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 then after the group date, she shows up at uh, his apartment unannounced and says. You know, I'm really not. Uh, I'm not totally committed to this. I need to go. It's been fun, and and departs on her terms. Um, which, you know, in, in thinking about the whole evening, you know, maybe she was trying to get him to walk her out earlier. You know, by by uh, laying out her terms. But uh, I, I, I've said some things about Kit that I just didn't think that she was. I think she's just 21. Just don't think she's really ready for for this uh, to, to be married, uh, and, and that she and Matt don't make a very good couple. And um, maybe she recognized it. I don't know, but uh, I'm uh, glad that she uh, went out on her terms, and I hope she has a great career as an influencer. You know, I agree. I think Kit uh, went on the show to become an influencer and never expected to make it as far as she did. And was like, ah, crap, this has gone on too long. we got to head out now. But I agree. I, I thought it was mature how she handled it. So so those were those were my, my uh, highlights. I, I did put a little note down here on the fellow that was uh, singing to Rachel and Matt. Um, I think his name was Alo. Black, maybe? I don't know. I wrote it down. I'm going to check him out on Spotify. I, I enjoyed his uh, I enjoyed his crooning. Okay, yeah. He he was a good singer. I had never heard of him. My, my roommate that I was watching the show with said she recognized his name. So we, we got to check him out, see if, he, see if we like his, his stuff. He had a nice voice. Yeah, no, never heard of him, but, uh, but I, I, I liked what I heard last night. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check him out on Spotify today. All right. Our lows, the mean girls are back. The women were terrible to Heather when she came in. They were so mean. And I know that Heather's coming in trying to date their man or whatever, but there's already like seven other girls trying to date their man, 10 other girls at that point. And that's just not how you treat someone that you're just meeting. Like they weren't even waiting till she was gone to talk smack behind her back. They were just talking it straight to her face, being so rude. I, it's a, it is a shame that Katie is not there anymore because someone really needed to reel these girls in. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, 
visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. So I'll go along with that to a point, um, but um, I, you know, I, I, Heather coming in the way she did, I, I, you know, part of me is like, well, what did what did anyone expect? What did Heather expect that she was going to be embraced by these people? You know, they they've been uh, they've been there for six weeks, and and uh, they were rude. At least they were rude to her face. I mean, uh, and, and there was some over the top <clears throat> that uh, I, I certainly don't condone. Um, you know, but I I just sort of found it uh, to be what what I thought it would be. You know, and I and I thought Heather was very, very naive to think that uh, uh, that uh, she wasn't going to get some strong reaction from the other girls that were there. And you know, her her sort of crying, saying, "Oh, I can't believe they're being so mean to me." I was like, "Well, I don't think you should be surprised by that, Heather. I I think that that's that's uh, probably what uh, you should have been expecting." I don't know. I I think it's it's okay to expect that people will treat you respectfully and courteously like even just being polite even if they don't want to I mean we're polite to people that we don't want to be polite to all the time like that's basically what 50% of being an adult is so I think that Heather could have expected some some common courtesy coming in and those girls were just awful and it's like I thought that we got rid of all the mean girls by now but like they were just bad you know and I didn't have much sympathy for Heather after last week's episode, but after this week's episode, I felt like I was team Heather by the time she was heading out in her minivan. I, I yeah, I'm, I'm, I was not team Heather, but uh, I, 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 I bear her no ill will. I just uh, think it's sort of crazy on everybody's part to think they should drop in, you know, uh, when we're, when we're six weeks into the program, like, uh, Hey, aren't you happy to see me? I think that's, that's uh, a, a pretty unrealistic and silly expectation. I, I I also thought it was strange that you know she had this minivan that they they would lead us to believe she rented somewhere, and then as she's leaving, it looks like they managed to stick a camera in her minivan because yeah, you know, as she was driving away, there were some pictures of her, and I guess they were hoping or expecting that she was going to cry or or say how sad she was and. She, they didn't really have any of that in it. Maybe she realized that someone snuck a camera in her van and she ripped it out and threw it out the window. I wish I wish we had seen that. That would have made me happy. <laughs> yeah, we're missing out on so many good things this episode. So what what's one of your lows? Well, um, the departure of Abigail made, made, made me sad. You know, Abigail, uh, you and I both uh, really liked her and – uh, she seemed to be such a nice, sincere, uh, authentic person. And uh, uh, Matt, uh, Matt walked her out. And I felt bad for her uh, on the one hand. But on the other hand, as I'm sure you're going to remind me, she deserves better than Matt. And, and uh, hopefully she'll find it. But I'm hoping she doesn't have to find it on Chlamydia Island. Tell me that's not going to happen. You know, I, I'm hopeful that she is bachelorette potential. I think she would be a good bachelorette. She's very sweet. Definitely deserves love. 
and I feel like one of one of the nicer girls on the season. Very low bar there, but she seems very nice. Um, I was also very saddened by her departure. You know, Matt's reasoning being like my other relationships progressed more. You know, I felt comfortable with us at the beginning, so I didn't feel like I needed to like put in that effort with you. And it's like she just really got shafted. You know, she got the one, she got the first impression rose and then Matt just threw her to the back burner because he thought that things were good there and never put in any effort. And that's on him. That's not on her. And I think that she deserved better. It's sort of like the old, it's not you, it's me sort of uh, excuse to get out of a a relationship. So I, you know, it's, uh, it's unfortunate uh, we, 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 we wish the best for Abigail and we like her. And uh, I'm not sure that being the bachelorette would be the best thing for, for anybody, but uh, we, we just hope that she finds happiness. Yeah. But I, I think you can tell that she, she is one of the genuinely good people on the show. I think you could tell it because the other girls seemed very upset and shaken that she got sent home. You know, no one seemed that upset when anyone else was getting sent home, but yeah. Abigail, like it looked like Bree started crying. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, well, speaking of, speaking of, uh, Bree, I guess it was Bree, uh, in terms of low lights, you know, she, um, during the group date, when she was talking to Matt, um, shared with Matt that, she left her dream job to come on on the Bachelor show, and and I I guess I I listened to that and I'm thinking, so you left your dream job to come meet this guy that you've never met before and give up your dream job, and she was saying about you know her her mother had done so much for her and everything, and I'm just thinking, what a bonehead you are, you know what well you know what what person would do this you know leave their dream job to to come on this show to meet someone that they've never met before to chase love like that bonehead move. Well, to be fair, the way that I understood it was she said that she had to resign from her job the pa- in the past few days. So I'm guessing like she got some type of leave of absence and they're like, if you're not back by this date, you have to resign. And I guess that kind of gave her the option. Like if she went and didn't have this connection with Matt, she could leave and she chose to stay because she did feel like she had this connection with Matt. But I still also put this as a low because she it was her dream job. You know, I remember in some of the preseason media, Chris Harrison was saying that she works for some unnamed big tech company like in Silicon Valley. She did say it was her dream job. And you know what? We do not give up our dream jobs for men. We don't do that especially not for men who kiss with their eyes open. Like th- we need to raise our bar, Brie. And I really like Brie. She's our only top four pick that's still around. And it made me lose a lot of respect for her. Well, I'm, I'm with you on that. And I'm, I'm support you a hundred percent chase your dream job. You you deserve to have it all, your dream job and your dream guy. So uh, you you shouldn't be giving up on that. Okay. I know you like that as well. All right. Um, my last low light was Jacinia's departure. Not that I had a problem with Jacinia leaving, but just the way that Matt did it. He picks up the rose, sticks it in her face, waving it around like I'm going to give it to you, and then says, 
but I can't give it to you. And he's still sticking it in her face. I thought he was just taunting her with the rose. And I didn't like the way that went down. That girl, she was delusional if she ever thought that she was going to be getting that rose. I knew from the moment we knew that she had a one-on-one, I knew she was heading out. There's no way she's getting a hometown date over a Brie or a Michelle. Well, by the way, I think that was Matt's tell because I I think for the last three weeks, the lady who had the the last one-on-one date got sent home. So when when uh, when Jacenia got that last one on one date, I was just thinking, oh, that's that's his move. He's he's gonna you know, that he's gonna he's gonna tell you to go home. So enjoy your date because you're not staying. Well, he might as well have just given it to Abigail then, and at least we could have gotten to see some more of her before she got sent on her way. I, but I think the whole thing of saying we're gonna have a one on one date so I can send you home sort of feels feels wrong to me. I don't know. You know, and, and maybe, maybe I'm, I'm jumping to conclusions and Matt's using those to assess. I don't know, but uh, it just seems that there was a pattern there. I think Katie was last week. I think there was another one um, where, uh, you know, there were two one-on-one dates and the last one-on-one day of the week is the person that's going home. So anyway, and, and, and I agree with you. She didn't really strike me as the, uh, as, as winner potential. So Sorry, Jacenia. Take care. All right. So we've discussed our lows. We'll we'll get a little positive again. Get into our right reason. You've already discussed this a little, but I put Kit as my right reason. I thought that leaving on her own was very mature. You said she she talked to Matt about her expectations and how she's a long term investment, which I I liked that phrase that she referred to herself as. And um, leaving on her own was just. She was, you know, might have not been on the show for the right reasons at all intentionally initially, but she headed out because, one, she knew that Matt was a total weenie and has no, you know, he's a bad judge of character, big loser. And two, like, she knew she'd gotten her Instagram followers, so she, she had done her business and was ready to go back home to New York. I, res- I respect it. Okay. I, okay. Yeah, and, and as I said, I, I, I can go along with that. She uh, uh, ultimately, her maturity level was higher than I expected. Still at 21 years old, as a dad, I would rather you wait a while, uh, you know, see what else is out there, learn a little bit about life before you settle for for the bachelor guy, but, uh, you know, you know, good for Kit. I'm, I, I'm, I'm glad that she saw the big picture and, and, uh, we wish her luck for the right reasons. For the first time this year, I'm giving it to Matt James for the way he handled his business with, uh, with Heather and, and figured that one out. I, I appreciated the fact that he understood that the ladies who had been there the whole time, uh, had earned it, had deserved to be there, and that uh, you can't parachute in at the last minute and um, you know bat your eyes and uh, and and get to stay on the show. So I'm I'm giving uh, Matt James my my right reason for the first time this year. I guess that's fair. I'm just really not on the Matt James train any longer, so I don't really like it, but I understand it. All and, right. Well, who's your wrong reason? Well, that kind of rolls into my wrong reason and. 
you know, I really hate to do this. It hurts my heart. But my wrong reason is Hannah Brown. So Hannah, Hannah is the reason that Heather came onto the show. You know, they're best friends. Hannah Brown and Matt have a new formed friendship over quarantine. And Hannah told Heather that they would make such a good match and that she, I don't know if Hannah explicitly said, like, go on the show, you need to meet Matt. But, like, Hannah has known Matt since April of 2020 when they were quarantining together. Hannah has known Heather since, gosh, 2019, 2018, whenever she was on The Bachelor. And I feel pretty confident that she's had both of their their phone numbers for months before Matt's season ever started. And if Heather's really your best friend and you're really that close with Matt and you think that they would make a good match, I think that she had months and months to try and set that up without it involving national television. So I don't really know to what extent Hannah played in Heather coming on the show, but the way that it was aired seemed questionable to me for Hannah to be a friend to both of them. Well, I, I, I can, I, I don't really know Hannah Brown couldn't pick her out of a lineup, but uh, I, I agree with your logic and your reasoning. And, and I think there, there are, there are some questions in my mind of whether Hannah Brown was behind this or evil Chris Harrison was behind this or, you know, the, the bachelor producers, but the whole thing was so contrived and silly that if there was really potential between uh, Heather and, and Matt, yes, I, I agree that uh, someone should have figured that one out before, before now. So, or before we're seeing this on the show. So, mm-hmm. so my wrong reason goes to Serena P who had the one-on-one date where they did like sex yoga uh, with Matt and, and she was very uncomfortable uh, with, with basically saying, Hey, you're going to wear skimpy clothes. We're going to put you in some very uh, sexual positions with Matt and, and you'll love it. And she didn't love it. And, and she told Matt this, which I appreciate, but but during the whole dinner that they had afterwards or in the conversations they had afterwards, I just got the sense that Serena was really not so into Matt. I mean, I don't think she's so convinced that this is a good idea. And uh, um, so, so anyway, just, just, I have a lot of question marks about Serena P whether she's, I'm not going to say that you're there for the wrong reasons, but I'm just going to say, um, I'm 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 not thinking that she's really totally sold on Matt James, um, and and I'm if if he got down on one knee and proposed to her, I'm not sure she'd say, oh, let's let's get married. I'm just I'm not thinking she's there. See, these are all of the reasons that I chose Serena as the MVP. I uh, <laughs> I think that. I don't like Matt anymore. And I think it's great to see one of these women not being like a blubbering idiot being like, oh my gosh, I'm falling in love with you. She's like being very realistic about the situation being like, dude, 
I did not feel a connection when we were doing that tantric yoga. Matt's over there won't shut up about how deep of a connection he felt looking into her eyes. And she's like, yeah, I was super uncomfortable. Like, I'm never doing that again. And I like that she was very upfront and honest with him. And I like that he likes her way more than she likes him. I like seeing that power shift between contestant and lead. So well, I, I have no problem whatsoever with her being being the wrong reason and the MVP. <laughs> good, good, because that's and, and, the type of, and I, the type of week it and is. I, I agree with you on the honesty thing. Good. Okay, well, do you have any fatherly advice to wrap us up? Well, for the girls that left who are always so, so sad and crying and, and everything, I just want them to realize that other people have been there before them and, and whether it be on this dopey show or in real life and it hurts, but they're going to be okay. And I hope that they have, I hope their father or their, have a good friend that's going to give them a hug and that they realize that, that life will go on. They will in all likelihood find someone um, that loves them and cares for them and, and, and it's okay. And, you know, it's going to be okay. And the other thing that I was going to say, or I will say to everyone out there is you really need to be careful about what you put online on social media, because it doesn't go away. You have to assume the person that you would least like to see it is going to see it. And remember your employers, your future employers are going to look at it. Your future boyfriend, girlfriends are going to look at it. Some of their curious parents are going to look at it. So be careful in what you post out there. So that's sort of, uh, uh, I felt appropriate considering uh, the firestorm that we had this week with uh, Rachel, Chris Harrison and whatnot. So anyway, fatherly advice for the week. Yeah. And don't be racist. And don't be racist. That's good daughter advice. And the father agrees with that one. All right. Well, I think that's a good note to end it on. So join us next week as we talk about the hometown dates from the right perspective and my dad's you've been listening to the mesh an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts sports to entertainment music to community all programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.